Jeff Harding here with PS Tech, and I'm here with another interview. I'm so happy that everybody's joined me and listening in here as I talk with Dawn about her little PS Tech journey. You know, she has uh, quite, as she would say, maybe a long story, but we'll try to get it in here as short as we can for you. But first, what I want to do before I get with Dawn here is I want to play an audio that she sent me and also mention a couple other things. And then we'll get into some of the, uh, the background on that audio and what she went through. So, so let's start with that. Just go ahead and listen to this short audio for a couple minutes and enjoy her initial story on what PS Tech has done for her. Hello, my name is Dawn McCaskill, and I have suffered from extreme MCS for over 20 years. And I have good news for those of you out there who have this disorder. In 20 years, I have spent more money than you can even imagine, undergone 26 surgeries, almost died 14 times, and in 20 minutes of a PS Tech technique, my MCS of 20, 25 years really, has completely gone. It's not a little bit better. I mean, I am not reacting to chemicals at all. Not at all. When I tried the technique, I wasn't really using it uh, with the intention that this would help me get completely well. I just was experimenting, and I was practicing with some of the more uh, advanced techniques. And, oh my goodness, there it was. I had noticed earlier that even working with the free tracks, I was able to, during a chemical reaction, take it down from an 8 or a 9 to a 1 or a 2 in 10 minutes and that was amazing I couldn't I could hardly believe the control I was getting but actually this other technique uh, was even more amazing for me because it took it away completely and I've had all kinds of exposures in the air and on my skin and chemical fires in the neighborhood and pesticides and you name it and I haven't had heart failure or seizures or paralysis or falling on the ground, not being able to talk or blindness. All of those things I had been experiencing for at least the last 10 years as my MCS got worse and worse and worse. Anyway, I just needed to um, make this little recording because I know that most people with MCS have not been given any hope at all by their doctors. Doctors will tell you it's not curable. But they're wrong. It is curable. And I just want to recommend anybody who is interested, start with the free basic package. Start showing yourself that you can reduce your reactions. And then uh, get more into the advanced tutorial that I bought that was called Cascade Release. And when you're ready, just get rid of it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. All right. Well, I hope you really enjoyed that first part, and that's just enough to tease you, if you will, and get you going. And what I want to do now is welcome Don McCaskill. Don, are you with me? I am. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it, and you know, spending time with us here, and you know, being so, being open with us, and talking about some of these issues and what you did. So we're, we're going to get into not only, oh, hey, yeah, this worked for me, and that that's fine and dandy, absolutely. But we want to get a little bit more into the, okay, Don, how'd you do it? You know, what did you do? And, and give some people, the, the people listening here, a little insight. I think it'll be a lot of yeah. fun. And I got to be honest with you, when you first said MCS, I'm going, did she say CSI? What, what did she say? You know, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a, another acronym, right? Like PS Tech. Here we go. Yeah. And I said, oh, shoot, what the heck is that? So I didn't even realize what it was. I mean, I was familiar with the malady, but just not the, the acronym. So what what is – let's start with that first, yeah. MCS. What does that stand for? What's uh, – and, and, and it, what did it mean to you? What was your experience it, as someone with MCS? Yeah, oh, terrible. MCS stands for Multiple Chemical Sensitivity. One thing I'd like to mention is that a lot of people who have MCS also have electrical sensitivity, and this is becoming as great an obstacle as chemical sensitivity with the increase in cell waves and wireless. A lot of people are sensitive to that, and what happens when you're, what sensitive means is neurologically sensitive. So it's different than an allergy you know if you cough or sneeze or have hay fever that's one thing and it's very you know you can handle it by getting a non-prescription something or other to take care of it or you can do ps tech it's up to you right but when it comes to a neurological reaction that's quite different neurological it means brain malfunction basically and the reactions i had Uh uh-oh Oh, yeah, no. All of a sudden, there she goes, whoop, she was standing up, she's falling down. And, you know, that was from a dentist forgot and used a uh, a latex glove, and that's all, no other treatment. And 20 minutes Mm. later, I'm in the health food store, and I'm sliding down against the wall. And luckily, for that one, a friend came by who had a wife with MCS. He knew what was going on and got me out of there. But there's been that. and. Headaches, stomach aches. We don't really even want to go into it all, but it got really right. serious for me. I was having seizures, having to be on oxygen. I've had three heart attacks. And after the last heart attack, it was, you know, folks, this is really serious. I'm going to croak if I don't get this handled. So the first two weren't serious, just the third uh, one? The third one, well, no, <laughs> no, to me, the first two really weren't that bad, you know, Really? Yeah, oh, okay. no, the first one was uh, exciting because I didn't know what was happening, and I was on a ferry at the time, and there was nothing I could do. It was all of a sudden I was, I was sewing, and my hand wasn't working, and I went, oh, why, why can't oh. I see that needle, and why doesn't that arm want to work? And I had this pain in my chest, and I passed out. And when I woke up, I was at my destination, then, you know, time to get off. And in my mind, I thought I was at the other destination. I hadn't done the trip yet. So that's how disoriented. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, so, uh, so, so you went to the doctor and they affirmed what it happened? It was happened. too late. Once there's a certain amount of time passed, that was the, was that the first or the second? They think that, no, that was the first one. But I had something that I was worried might be a heart attack years before on another one. And the amount of, oh, my God, as soon as you call a hospital or a doctor and say, I think I might be having a heart attack, you've just lost all control over your life because they can't afford with liability to take you on unless you do exactly what they say. They wanted me to stay in my house and they were going to send an ambulance and come and get me. But I can't go to hospitals. There's too many chemicals there. As soon as I walk in the door, I, I go into seizures and I fall down, right? So hospitals and doctors don't really help, or at least they weren't helping at that point. The worst thing you could do, what you hope for is that your specialist will protect you from the rest of the doctors and that someone 
will get you out of the airspace or out of the toxin that you've just encountered to help you recover. And if you're smart, you're carrying oxygen. So if you do have a reaction, you can put the oxygen on. In about 20 minutes, you'll feel substantially better. If you have no feeling in your legs, you'll probably have enough to get out of where you are at the moment to a safer place. You had mentioned that. Basically, the the thought in like the medical industry is, well, it's really not curable. Yeah. Okay. Right? So the rap I got from the specialist ten years ago uh, was, it isn't curable, and you have to avoid chemicals. And basically, it's an overload of the ner- of the nervous system for. Years and years and years, I had mercury poisoning, and I didn't know it, and it just got worse and worse. And so at a certain time, when your defenses can no longer hold out against the toxin or whatever it is that's in your system that bothers you, it crashes. And when your immune system crashes, that's when you're really at risk of uh, getting chronic fatigue syndrome, multiple chemical sensitivity, or um, that's you know, what the body does, it just, it can, it shifts things. It's like it'll shift it to the digestion. Your liver will go out. That doesn't work. You'll start having seizures and it'll throw it into the heart. You'll have heart problems. And about every 10 years with this syndrome, the symptoms change. So you're going to all these individual doctors and there's nothing wrong with your back. It's your brain. Who would know? Now, again, as a, as a disclaimer, when people have these kind of issues, of course, we encourage them to consult with their medical professional, etc. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, deal with that in whatever way that, that the medical professional recommends. So we would never counter anything like that. Well, no, and I'd, I'd like to just add there, too. I didn't mean to say don't go to a doctor. I'm saying don't go to a hospital. Right, right, no, don't no. go to a place that's, you know, if you're going to walk into a place, and 10 minutes right. later, you've lost your speech center, so you can't talk and you're on the floor. It's not going to be good for right. you to be there. If you've got MCS, you need to have somebody who's a specialist. Nobody else is going to understand it. They won't want to help you, but the specialist can help. And then there is one therapy that appeared, I don't know, four or five years ago that is helping people, but that therapy requires up to a year of one to two hours practice a day. And I had one friend who did it. A year later, she was much better, but she was sick on and off doing it. She said every time she would do these exercises to change her brain, she'd go into like almost a worse reaction for a while or could. And she's retired. That's okay. But if you're working and you've got to stay functional, it really does. So the big thing that I want to get across to people is the actual healing process for me Using the advanced PS Tech method was 20 minutes. I've tried 20 years, 20 years. It was 20 years ago I was diagnosed. I went through 26 surgeries. Most of them I had to drive myself to because I couldn't tolerate even the, the chemicals on people's clothes. I mean, the fact that I'm alive is such a miracle. I'm just so thrilled. And now I've extended my life by, what, maybe 20 years, at least 10, maybe 20, maybe 30. Before we go on to that, because I do want to get into exactly how you approach this, I just wanted to finish the thought on disclaimer and whatnot. So whoever is using PS Tech, be sure to, you know, review the the disclaimer and the terms of use, et cetera, that are on the website and are, you know, they're readily available there. So look for that and be sure to, again, consult your medical professional. 
with all that said, I, th- I found it was interesting okay. that, like you said, they're not really saying here's a treatment per se. In fact, a lot of what I'm reading here and there, and I didn't do a you know exhaustive look or study, but a lot of it's pointing toward the brain or the mind model. Let me use yeah. uh, Tim's yeah. kind of word, the mind model. So, you know, all the other issues that people have, whether they're physical or not, I always, you know, encourage people to look to the mind model that is part of the beliefs and the emotional attachments and aversions that we have that are contributing, if not causing, the actual problem. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about here, right, is uh, go into that mind model and start to change yeah. things. Now, but before we get to the how-to, I'm going to have people sit on their, the edge of their seat <laughs> a little bit longer here. Uh, there was something that you said when you first started using PS Tech that I thought was interesting. Yeah. And you said, I was just experimenting. Yeah. What does that mean? In other words, when you approached it, I mean, you had been, been you know, wrestling, as they would mm-hmm. say, right, with this thing for 20, 25 years, yeah. right? So were you not at a point of desperation, kind of? Oh, was I was it, beyond, or, you know, what beyond was desperation. It? I was convinced that I had maybe one more year to live because oh, okay. the – Reactions again, you, uh, you know, three heart attacks. You know, what are the odds on the fourth one? <laughs> You're still going to be here. And it puts a strain on your <laughs> oh, system. Oh my goodness, terrible! Yeah, no, it 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 actually harms all your organs, and then they don't sure, work properly. Sure. Okay, getting back to the mind model, this was the big, really big advantage that I got. And if you look at the brain, there's a structure in the brain called the amygdala that is responsible for fight and flight. And it's kind of like the tipping points, you know. In Tim's model, if you've got, once you start hammering away, like you've had a trauma, you have another trauma, they all add up, and pretty soon that thing starts firing off no matter what hits it. And even if the memory of a chemical hits it, it's going to fire off and give you a reaction. So you've got to bring that under control. And when Tim started talking about I've always known reality is an illusion. There is no reality. So what is real and how do I get a handle on it? And what he said was timestamps. Your model of reality is created by your subconscious mind. It starts creating that at birth. And how things get coded into the subconscious mind is before or after the event. So everything that's there has a timestamp. And this was the brilliant, brilliant point he made that just knocked me out. If you move the timestamps into an unspecified date in the future, they're gone. They no longer exist in my model of reality. So taking the timestamps and grouping them together of every chemical reaction, let's just get rid of all of my subconscious memories of having a neurological reaction. I didn't really know if it would work. Uh, when I talked about experimenting, I was using PS Tech then, the click tracks, to bring down my reaction from maybe an 8 to a 2. That was so significant. It was really giving me hope. And I had written, do you have a program for MCS? And I didn't hear back, so and I didn't see a specific program for MCS. But part of that was I was just working with the free click tracks, and I wasn't available about some of the other technologies that were within the PS Tech system. So I just gave it a playful attitude and thought, well, let's experiment with this. I was playful about it in my mind. And the first time I did it, I got the program, and I was practicing. 
And I thought, well, I wonder if this would work. And I was listening to the instructions. And as I was listening to the instructions, there's a time when your arm goes up and your subconscious mind brings it down very, very slowly, indicating that your memories have all been shifted to an unspecified date in the future and then off into the trash can of your mind where it'll never, ever affect you or anyone else. And so I was... Now, right, right now, you're referring to using yes, cascade, cascade release. Yes, right. cascade okay. Beautiful technique. So, I again, I wasn't really doing it. I was just listening to Tim. I had to get the arm right, right? I have a little perfection thing. So I wanted to make sure my arm wasn't going to hit the arm of the chair, and I was just practicing. And all of a sudden, when I got to that point where the subconscious mind, the memories go off, whew, this energy that hit me was amazing. I just threw my head back, and it came forward. And some stuff released from my body. And I went, wow, wouldn't that be interesting if that actually worked? So I even called a girlfriend of mine that night. And I said, you know, when I had this experience, I tried this today. Wouldn't that be amazing if that just, just that worked? Well, the next day, well, no, I've got to back up a bit because there's some really sweet things about the story. So that night, I had a dream that I was standing in the middle of a beautiful home with four painters painting the walls. I wouldn't be caught in there for less. I wouldn't even go in that room, right? But I was watching myself in the dream, and I was just hanging out, completely not feeling any pain or anything, talking to the person that was in charge. And then later that night, I had another experience where I had this wonderful being come into my dreams. And his name is Bratso. He's a, uh, for lack of a better word, to just call him full of light and a true giver. He doesn't talk, so it was really significant to me that he came in and with such warmth said to me, I'm so happy for you. I am so happy for you. And I woke up with this feeling of thinking, well, boy, that was really nice. I wonder what that meant. And so then I got dressed and I went into town and on the way, there's an airplane overhead, and it's releasing chemicals. I can see the chemtrails, and I'm going, oh, great, I'll be sick for eight weeks. And I drive into town. I, it, my car was filthy. I never used the car soap because it's horribly toxic, but it had all this tree gum on it. So just, and I'm in shorts because it's hot. I get this great big wad of soap on the brush. The wind blows, and it goes all over my bare legs. And I'm instantly thinking, oh, you know, this is, and there's no bathroom there. Okay. So I wasn't going to lose my quarters or my place in the car wash, right? So I finished. I went to the grocery store, and do you know what? I even lost the thought that I needed to go wash that off until I got to the gas station and by mishap, poured gasoline all over my bare hand and arm and then I really got upset it was like oh oh, oh, gasoline and anyway there was no bathroom there either so I took the towel and got that off and half an hour later I was at home washing the gas off my arm and I realized I didn't have a reaction this really did do something and then it was three days just praying basically on and off that this was going to hold and I even wrote to Tim and said well, you know, maybe I've cleared this, but I'm afraid that, you know, it could come back or, you know, and he just gave me a little suggestion, like I'm probably it's just all gone. <laughs> you know, we don't see things coming back too often. And it was like, oh, I have hope. And I kept feeling it. So two days later, I went to the ultimate test. It's really pesticides and herbicides that have been my hardest thing. And I went to this 
fabulous resort that I just love. It all these boats and restaurants has a great atmosphere. It's called Roche Harbor Resort. But they use so much herbicide on their gardens. I can't go anywhere near it in the summer, and that's when I like to go and walk down there. So anyway, I went over. I walked up and down the docks for two hours. I went into the gardens. I went into their store. I came home, and not even one hair on my body had raised. And that, to me, was, okay, I'm cured. I'm cured. Very nice. And I, like I said, I wanted to highlight this because about your experimentation, your practice. Yes. Be, and that's why I asked the question if you felt desperate about this. But just practicing and kind of experimenting is not an act or behavior of desperation. No. Uh, and it's very helpful. And that's why I wanted to highlight that for people to approach this with a different perspective rather than one of desperation but one of experimentation of practice of play rather than work those kind of things like when i work with people privately i don't call it home work i call it home play you know to try and begin to approach this differently because this shouldn't be something that someone does once in their life and then oh okay uh you know i don't react chemically to these things anymore now i'm done it's something that as we expand our consciousness and, and our ourselves, if you will, we're going to bump up against other new barriers. And if we have these tools and know how to use them, uh, they become easier and easier to transcend. Exactly. But it's a lifelong kind of practice, if you will. So that's why I wanted to kind of highlight that. I want to make one point that you were talking about just then that was huge. In the physical world, efforting will get you results. In the subconscious, in the world of the subconscious mind, efforting goes against you. That's one thing that Tim says. And desperation, if anybody's feeling desperate, they need to use the click track to disconnect the fear from the memory or the imagined future they're having before. And I do want to mention this too. You know, I had the click tracks. And would use them once in a while. I was, I got them and they worked and it was like I was saving them. I don't know what was wrong with me, but you know, this is really good. Like the icing on the cake, we'll only use it when we really need it. And it wasn't until about eight months later that I really started using it because I was seeing such great results. But I worked with the click tracks first for a while, got to, uh, you know, got to this other, didn't it, even expect it. I was hoping actually that I would be the one to maybe create something for people of MCS and then realize, no, this has been here for a while and anybody could apply it the way I did. When you first started, though, did you start, you started with the click tracks. You mentioned that yeah. you kind of, you, you then segued into Cascade Release. Yeah. So let me back up a little bit. When you first got the click tracks, you were, how were you using them? What were you using them on from an emotional standpoint? Okay, here's the big one that made me realize, mm-hmm. okay, in July of last year, a year ago, I moved, I had to move. They were going to flea spray the house that I was renting, and I, I couldn't handle it. So I had very short time to find a place in peak tourist season, and I found a cabin. Came in, it was fine, and they wanted to paint it. I said, no, please don't paint it. I'll take care of everything in my own way. That was fine. We're, we're going to put this you know, a border up in the kitchen. And I didn't realize they were going to glue it to the wall. So the guy glued this. It was almost, it was thicker than wallpaper, but this thing up. And in the heat, just closed the doors and the glue was the most toxic glue and it baked into everything. Okay, so I moved in, 
didn't know what was hitting me, finally figured it out way too late, and by then I was way too damaged. (laughs) And in the process, I lost my horse. He was having trouble in the boarding situation he was in. I was in agony. Oh, my God. Trying to get out of bed was taking me half an hour and half an hour to get in. My back was so bad, and I had to can carry, like, 40 gallons of water a day is what he and the other horse needed, and nobody was watering them. It was just the best. So I ended up sending him away. I gave him away to a camp, which I thought would just be for the summer. I would heal up and get him back, and I didn't. I was, I mean, I couldn't even walk last fall. It was horrible, no distance at all. So the thing I was working on when I first got PS Tech was this lump I had over the horse. And I have a thousand. I mean, I know NLP. I know access consciousness. I've used Reiki. I'm intuitive. If anybody should be able to just let this go, it should. But I couldn't. I had a lump from my throat that went down to my knees. And in five minutes, the first time I used that click track, in five minutes, it all went away. I've been like that for three months. And I went, wow, this is amazing. And then I started using it more and more just for emotional uh, balance and feeling better in general. Or if I, you know, or sometimes you have a conversation with someone that doesn't go too well and you're carrying their energy around. I would use it to clear other people's energy. And it, it was great. So the example you just mm-hmm. talked about when you had the, like you said, the lump yeah. in your throat down to your knees. So what did you focus on when you were running? The I thought track? about my horse and the loss but it was more about just him leaving the separation was horrible okay so imagining him leaving however your your mind and 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 i don't even know if it was that specific all i had to do was just even slightly turn my mind to thinking about him i was at that point just trying to keep him out of my mind because it was so painful i couldn't stand it right how does it feel now as you No, I've worked on it a lot. It feels great, and it's not (laughs) because I know I'm going to stay alive. I'm just uh, zooming ahead, thinking about our reunion, which is going to happen in the next month or two, and trying to decide from, you know, where's the best place for him to be, where's the best place for me to be. Now I can move. I can travel. I can go on highways. What's interesting here is what I'm hearing is that you have the patience to allow, like you said, the reunion or whatever, that joyful experience that's off in the distance, and who knows where it is a month, two, who knows, it might go longer if something happens, mm-hmm. right? But you have the patience knowing that, oh, it's coming, and then the patience to wait for it. Does that make sense? And it's not even patience. It's just knowing that he yeah. has special needs right. and so do I. And if he doesn't get the right place to live or I don't get to the right place to live, right. Look what happened. I couldn't take care of him. So it's, it's, right. uh, uh, if it w- I don't have patience. <laughs> well, I'm going to call it in this instance, in infinite call patience, it. meaning, it. <laughs> hey, I, I know it's coming and I'll be here yeah. when it comes. And that's kind of what I'm hearing. Does that sound accurate? Uh, description? Yeah, and I've done way better with that. I got to a, a high impatient point when I thought, I had the means coming in to get some help and get it all taken care of, and it didn't show up. So that was a hard point. But, yeah, you come to, when you use the PS Tech click tracks for emotional balance, you get to see a lot of things, not only about what you're clicking at at the moment, but other memories come up. 
Now, what do you mean by that when you say I'm using the click tracks yeah. for emotional yeah. balance? So what does that, that mean? Means that means I'm using the click tracks to disconnect the memories or the emotion okay. or negative emotion, heavy emotion from old memories. But as I'm doing that, as I'm shining that light on that old memory, the light is lighting up some memories I had long forgotten. Some of the things that were the real causal influences on my health weren't what I could remember. They were other things that sure. came up later. Yeah. Right. Okay. So emo- uh, click tracking for emotional balance, you're just talking about letting go of <laughs> the old <Yeah>. junk. <laughs> Garbage. <Okay. out>. Now, <laughs> yeah. now, I think this is another important point here. When you were talking about click tracking the emotional upset about the separation from, from your horse, from your buddy yeah. there. And I know I've seen some people, horses oh, are like, yeah. Like people in people in their dogs, yeah. they're they're all they're just big dogs, like in in a lot of they're sense. just so like your kids, just like your kids. Yeah, that too. Yeah, and dogs are like yeah. kids to many. Yeah, and, and that can contribute to your overall. And you touched on this in the beginning. That can contribute those kind of traumas, if you will. Okay, and they are traumas. Can contribute to your overall lowered emotional tolerance, yeah, if you will. Yeah, stress. Okay? Stress. Yeah, to, and it stresses stress. you out more, not just physically, yeah. but it, who knows how that contributes to this. And we're coming back to this. <laughs> I wanted to come back with this way to this MCS yeah. and this sensitivity. In other words, if I have, if I'm filled with stress and I'm filled with things that upset me and emotionally, you know, I'm, I'm like a powder keg or <laughs> one way to, that the mind could take that is I'm feeling sensitive. Mm-hmm, <laughs> And it creates this new sensitivity. There is something new that is hitting people. A lot of women over 50, it's called MCS, and there is a physical thing there. There's more of a heightened sensitivity to chemicals. There's a real something going on with a lot of women and a lot of men, too. More men than you'd realize. Gulf War Syndrome and MCS is the same thing. It's also true that in any illness, there is a component of stress or an emotional component that really brings the, I mean, that really inflames any illness, any kind of emotion you're going to have that's negative, that's difficult, challenging, is an extra stress. But beyond that, here's the real juicy part that I've been playing with that I think you'll appreciate. Some people do, and some people do it very efficiently, me being one is at some point, probably when I was a teenager, had a couple of hard knocks, I didn't want to feel my feelings anymore. And somehow, I flipped a switch in my brain then, that rather than having to feel my feelings, I just hotwired them into my body. So if there's a feeling I don't want to feel, I'll have a sore toe and take care of the toe instead. Okay? And how I realized I had done this was somehow, and I don't know how that's unwired. I've been doing a lot of clicking and tapping, and it's just gone. I'm willing to feel my feelings now. And the other day I had a conflict arise with someone, and I couldn't believe how much I felt it. It came up, and it felt almost like a chemical reaction. I felt sick to my stomach, and my heart felt constricted I felt betrayed in other words and I realized that a lot of these feelings were think that was the feeling I was trying to get rid of by just hot wiring things into my body and I don't need to do that anymore instead I sit down and click track out whatever I'm feeling or I talk to myself about it and say well let's sit down and really see if this event is really as out of proportion as you think it is and normally it just isn't 
So that's been an amazing, amazing find for me. We've talked about kind of a general yeah. approach, like you said, you know, things that are upsetting, yeah. like like the yeah. separation with your with your horse, etc., and how that can contribute. Right. Let me ask you specifically. So mm-hmm. a specific approach with the MCS. Where? How did you use the click tracks on that? What did you focus on? I didn't. I, oh, I you didn't. Did. Okay, so you were using the click tracks on just I emotional. I used it on specific reactions, and um, I used it when I had reactions to bring the reactions down. Okay, so you did use it on the MCS for, for yes. reactions. Yes. Was it? Okay, okay, so what did you focus on when you were click tracking? Oh, then I was just focusing on whatever was going on in my body at the time that I wanted to go away. I go, you know, uh, you can't imagine what it's like. It's like your whole body is buzzing, and that buzz becomes an electricity that feels almost like a spider web all over you that's extremely painful and contracting your heart. So I'd be there at the click tracks going, I'm having a reaction. I think, oh, then I would just bang, 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 and be clicking away and listening. Okay, so and what you're focusing on is the, fe- the kind of the yeah, physical feelings, is that physical, right? More physical, my okay. whole energy field about my body and 30 feet all around oh. it is what I was focusing on. So did you also focus on an emotion? No, I don't think I did. So that's where you would use the regular click tracks or the EEFs or whatever. Okay, so you're just basically using the click tracks on the symptoms, on the feelings and experience. It was all in the moment. It wasn't about, I'm going to use this click track now to try and figure out the memory that gave me MCS and disconnect it and see if that works now. I never did that. I got the, the advanced programs before I even tried it that way and got right into cascade release and went okay. as soon as I heard that thing about the timestamps and the subconscious mind, I just right. wow. You're using click tracks on general mm-hmm. and when I say general, they're quote unquote not related, everything's mm-hmm. related, but not directly related to the issue. But things like the experience with the horse and other emotional upsets. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. click tracking mm-hmm. those. Number two, you're click tracking your experience the MCS experience, right. let's call it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And then the third thing you're doing is you're, you're using the cascade release. And, and what were you focusing on when you're using cascade release on this? <laughs> like I said, I, I didn't even really try. I was just listening to the program and listening to the instructions. And I had the idea, oh, wow, it just it was the revelation that if, if all that's real is what's in our subconscious mind, if we get rid of a portion of it, it's no longer real. So let's just get rid of all the memories right. to do with MCS and it won't lie. So that's what you were focusing on, memories the, I was, the last yeah. 20, 25 years or whatever. When I right? asked my subconscious <laughs> okay. mind to do it, the command I gave it was, I want all memories to do with uh, having neurological reactions. And it was, it's again, it's the before this happened and the after it happened, right? So I asked my subconscious to take uh-huh. me back to before in my mind. And to take all of those memories and throw them into the future, and then you do it one more time to throw the ones that you put into an unspecified date into the trash can. This is where you're using the arm as the indicator. Okay, I just wanted to make that clear, too. If people were – I didn't want them to start using their arm as an indicator with the click tracks. That's why I wanted to make sure I kind of point that out. So now, and and you you mentioned in a – see, after you sent me the audio, you also sent me an email. You had a – experience uh, somewhat recently where you came across a was a wasp or hornet nest or what was was it eight wasp wasp bites and before i would get anaphylactic shock for one bite and that's really serious you can die in 20 minutes so 
In the last two okay. months, I completed my Cascade release. I think it was May or, or June. Okay. Probably mid, middle June feels better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in July, unbeknownst to me, there was a chemical fire in a city in the mainland, and that cloud came over here. We had yellow skies for a week. That probably would have created a heart attack. The the wasps would have created a heart attack, and then we had another chemical fire. And people that are well were going to the doctor, and they were telling people to stay inside, mm-hmm. and I was fine. I didn't even notice it. I thought. Wow. Well, it does look a little foggy up there today, you know. So that is so significant, Jeff, and this is the whole point of the conversation. If there is someone out there who has given up, who just doesn't think it's ever going to happen for them and have tried everything else, try one more thing. Exactly. Prior to all this, the world equaled danger, I guess, would be run, right? Life threatening, <laughs> oh, yeah. et cetera. Had to save True? life every single okay. day. <laughs> So t- today, when you consider mm-hmm. the world, what, what's one word you would mm. use to describe it? Curious. I, and it's not even curious. I have a sense of play and curiosity. People that think the world's dangerous don't really play that way, do no. they? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Or they do, and then they know, okay, I'm going to get yeah. – something's going to happen, and I'm going down. But, but maybe it'll yeah, be worth it. how much can I get away <laughs> with before the axe yeah. falls, that kind of thing. No, that's yeah. – so you got some, so you yeah, got some freedom, exactly. I would say. And mobility for the first time in 20 years. Now, and you haven't worked with a practitioner, did it all on, right. on your own, yeah. true? Mm-hmm. Very good. So so your belief, your mind model has shifted, definitely, yeah. true? For years, I was looking for it. I really believed before I got sick that this reality is an illusion. It's subjective, and therefore we can change it. But I didn't know how. What I got from right. PS Tech were the, the last missing pieces of the puzzle to get my hands on being able to change my mind. And when you can change your mind, you do change the world, and you can have a much better world as a result. And that's what we try to give to everybody. Here, use this to change your mind, and in so changing your mind, change your world, and be happy. Be happy. You know, I was going to ask, what else would you like to add at the end of this? But I think you (laughs) just did. The last missing piece of the puzzle and... Yeah, absolutely. It's about having that kind of perception in the world where we can look at it, be curious, and go and experiment yeah. and play. And that's kind of full circle here. That's kind of how this all started a few yeah. months ago, right? Just just experimenting, just, just practicing. Yeah, just practicing. <laughs> Very nice. If anybody wants to contact you, reach you, what's what's uh, what's the best they way to do that? They can go to my website at dawnmccaskill.com. At How do you spell that? D-A-W-N, and last name huh? M like mother, A-C-A, skill, S-K-I-L-L, dot com. Or they can just send me an email at message dawn, just like it sounds, M-E-S-S-A-G-E-D-A-W-N, at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Very good. Okay, and I'll put these, for those that are listening on the page, I'll put these on the page as well, so you can just click on the links and either go to Dawn's website or her, or go yeah. ahead and send an email. And for those listening that are on the page, you know, feel free to leave a little, you know, a comment or question yeah. if you like. Uh, you know, I'll let Dawn know when something comes up and she can answer, and or just a mahalo, just a thank you, okay. if you will, for 
for Don for spending the time with us. I appreciate oh, it, Don. Thanks for taking the time with us here today. Thank you for taking the time, Jeff. Thank you very much. And oh, uh, I'm here to help. If anyone has MCS, they want to send me an email, I will get right back to you. really oh, want good. to help as much as I can. Thank you very much, Don. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. Take good care. Aloha. Aloha.